The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Good morning, hour two of Follow the Money here on VSEN. Tim Murray sitting in for Mitch and Polly on this Tuesday morning. College basketball, big slate tonight. And we'll talk much more about it with Jim Root later on in this hour. But the NFL news never stops. And uh, we're pleased to be joined right now uh, from Jets Confidential and also co-host of Press Coverage every Saturday on Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at Jets Whispers. Dan Lieberfeld uh, joins us right now. Dan, appreciate you getting up with us on this Tuesday morning. The latest on Derek Carr, we know that he was in New York. So before we get to the timetable on Carr, uh, how did everything go this weekend from the Jets' perspective in their pitch to uh, to bring Derek Carr to the Big Apple? Yeah, it uh, reportedly went well. It's hard not to get along with Robert Sala, the head coach, very personable, definitely a player's coach. So all that went well. His brother, David Carr, I'm sure you saw mm-hmm. this story, Tim Murray on NFL Network, where he said it's going to take a while. And I think that's true. I think Carolina is clearly going to be in the picture. And you look at the New Orleans Saints and 
you know, maybe Atlanta gets involved. I, I, I'm not. I think that's a long shot, but there's been some rumors about that. I think uh, a gentleman on your channel brought up Atlanta. So I think this is definitely going to take a while. There's no rush, and I think that he wants to get the most money he can. And to me, that's to me that's the sticking point. I mean, you're there in Las Vegas. You saw him play up close and personal. I would sign a quarterback like Derek Carr, but the idea of spending thirty to forty million on a player who is 63 and 79 in his career as a starter in the NFL in nine seasons. I just don't see it, but maybe I'm missing something. You know, Dan, you obviously cover the Jets very closely there in New York. And, you know, this is a franchise that, that has both the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And Brees Hall, if he doesn't get hurt, he was the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So there's such there's so many young pieces on this roster. You mentioned Robert Sala, who's thought of so highly. They bring in Nathaniel Hackett to run the offense, which obviously there's ties to him and, uh, and a gentleman in, in Green Bay who's sitting in darkness right now. We'll get to that in just a moment. But you know, when you look at this roster... Is it fair to say they're a quarterback or away, or they still have a lot of pieces or more pieces to be added uh, for them to be a, a regular contender? And what is a, I wouldn't say loaded, but pretty darn good division there in the AFC East. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're one player away. I mean, we all know they lost their last six games of the year, and you could blame it all on the quarterback, but that would probably be unfair. The quarterback play wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. But there were other problems. They couldn't stop the run late in the year. You know, they're one of those defenses, the old Pete Carroll defense that goes with the smaller, quicker defensive linemen to shoot up field, and they were getting pushed around a little bit. So they could use some help on the defensive line, especially on the interior. Someone to team with Quinn and Williams, and that's a whole other story, because they've got to pay Quinn and Williams big bucks this offseason, their star defensive tackle, so they've got to save some money for that. Their pass coverage at linebacker is not great. Uh, they might need a safety. Their offensive line was patchwork at the end of the year. Yes, they have a lot of weapons. And yes, Sauce Gardner looks like an elite corner. And those three players you mentioned are very good building blocks when you look at Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner. But they are not one player where they, they have a lot of work to do, though they're heading in the right direction. Dan Lieberfeld is joining us here on Follow the Money. You can follow him on Twitter at Jets Whispers. Uh, check out Jets Confidential Magazine and also him on Saturday mornings on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Dan, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, still under contract, we talked to Aaron Nagler yesterday here on the program and his guess, and it wasn't reporting. He just felt like with the contract situation, ultimately he felt like He'll still be in Green Bay, but he wasn't saying it with massive conviction. He just felt like uh, the situation at hand there with the contract. So, you know, still a lot of unknowns regarding him. But from what you've gathered, and we, you know, saw the quotes from Woody Johnson, if Aaron Rodgers is interested in coming to New York, how aggressive would the Jets be in trading for Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think they'd be very aggressive. This is a team that has missed the playoffs 12 years in a row. I think that's an NFL high. Uh, and the owner clearly is getting frustrated. He's 75 years old now, so he's getting a little more impatient, if you will. So I think they would, they would try to make that happen. The obvious connection with Nathaniel Hackett, 
And, you know, the team in your backyard there, Las Vegas Raiders, there's a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers there. The one slight edge I would give the Jets in the whole equation is the fact that the Jets, under Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator, basically play the same system that Aaron Rodgers has played forever in Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers went to the Las Vegas Raiders, obviously he'd be reunited with his old friend Devontae Adams, perhaps the best receiver in the league, and they go back to Fresno State. However, that system is way different than the one Aaron Rodgers has played for a long time. So in a season where he's going to turn 40 years old, would he want to go to a new system under Josh McDaniels? That, that's a, a big question. So I think in that regard, the Jets would be slight favorites, in my opinion, over the Raiders from a system fit standpoint. So I think, yeah, I think the Jets would be all in on Rodgers if he's made available via trade from the Green Bay Packers. Dan, going back to Derek Carr, you mentioned he's going to take his time. David Carr's brother alluded to that. And, you know, when you think about it from the Jets' perspective, right, where they were out whining and dining him over the weekend, but he's going to go take his visits. You know, I think Carolina makes a lot of sense for him uh, just knowing his personality and and maybe going to that media market as opposed to New York. But that all being said, from the Jets' perspective, is it a, a good thing that Derek Carr is taking his time to allow them to also figure out the Aaron Rodgers situation so they're not you know forced to, to make a decision between one or the other because – Derek Carr is is taking his time right now and and you know seeing what is what is out there. Yeah, exactly. I think that Derek Carr is not number one on the Jets list right now. They like him, no doubt about it. And we should bring up up Todd Downing, who is his mm-hmm. offensive coordinator with the Raiders for a short time, is now at the Jets as the passing game coordinator. So there's a connection there. There's somebody there he's comfortable with. But the Jets have to see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers first. I think the whole world knows that. So Derek Carr, when I say he's the fallback option, that doesn't mean they don't like him. But I think Rodgers would be A1 on their list. And I think, you know, I I love the Lombardi line. I love Vison overall. I'm a big fan of the channel. And I love the Lombardi line. And I'm sure you know Michael Lombardi was talking with Patrick Maher on his show about the connection to Carolina. And, the fa- and it makes so much sense, and Frank Reich being a very devout man and Derek Carr being very religious as well, and the connection there. And, and Charlotte is a very devout uh, city. I'm sure you've been there. There's, yep. there's a church or place of worship on every corner. I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying it's a, I think it's a place that Derek Carr would be very comfortable. Uh, so I think when you look at Frank Reich and that Derek Carr possible connection, I think that could be a strong one. So, yeah, I think it's going to take time, and I think the Aaron Rodgers domino is a big part of that. Dan, right now the quarterback situation, not ideal. When you have your owner coming out and saying what he said about you know going out and getting a quarterback, we know that the Jets are, are not happy with, with Zach Wilson. What is the future in your eyes for Zach Wilson, who not that long ago was selected second overall by this organization in the NFL draft? Yeah, he was rushed into action too early, and they'll admit as much if you talk to them now. 21-year-old rookie coming out of BYU following a junior year that he beat up on the likes of Troy 
North Texas and Western Kentucky. Not trying to make light of those programs. I know that uh, people who uh, watch Beast and are interested in all these programs sure. to, to make some sure. wagers. <laughs> and there's some fine people at those programs, but not a who's who, especially when it comes to defenses. He was throwing it to wide open windows during that magical junior year he had for the Cougars. Comes into the NFL, windows are a lot smaller, defense is a lot more complicated. And he struggled mightily his two years on and off as a starter. He had some injuries that took him out of the lineup, and then he was benched to the second year. So the Jets are doing something very unique you don't see a lot. They're taking a timeout in his third year, and they're going to try to rework his mechanics and his footwork and his decision-making. You haven't seen this happen a lot in the NFL. Usually when a raw rookie comes in, they, they – try to fix these things early on, like Trey Lance with the 49ers, Jets are going to try to do it in year three. Is this workable? I, I think it's a long shot, but maybe it will work. We all know he has very good raw tools, but you know when uh, there was a report that the Jets view Derek Carr as a significant upgrade over Zach Wilson, and I, you know, I don't really understand the report. Of course he is. They're looking <laughs> to find a quarterback now who's going to start well, Zach Wilson is in his timeout, so I don't think this is the time to be taking shots at Zach Wilson. We all know he needs to be fixed, but can he be fixed in his third year? And can he be fixed in the New York market, you know, where he had that misstep, you know, after the New England game where he didn't take ownership for a terrible performance where the defense was so great. So can he be fixed here? I don't know. Maybe it'll be best for him to get a change of scenery. Dan, great stuff. We appreciate it and appreciate you getting up early with us. Anytime, Tim. Have a good day. There he is, Dan Lieberfeld from Jets Confidential. Check him out on Saturdays on SiriusXM NFL Radio. Are the Cowboys peeking around for a quarterback? Interesting report yesterday. It's Follow the Money. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's data, or today's action, I should say, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Tim Murray sitting in for Mitch and Pauly as they enjoy a little vacation well deserved. They'll be back next week. I'll be with you all week long here on vsin and uh, getting you uh, up every morning. Hopefully, uh, hopefully tomorrow we're. I'm, I'm always in a good mood, but I'd be a little bit, little bit, bit chippier if. TCU had taken care of business and finished some shots at the rim, but we move on. <laughs> uh, we will talk college basketball. Really big card tonight. And uh, as a college basketball fan, and as someone who bets college basketball regularly, like I do, and so many here at the network, including you know humans, Adam Burke, you know uh, the list goes on. Wes Reynolds. Um, 
Today's a great day for college basketball with the NBA on their all-star break. You do have a loaded NHL slate as well, but I feel like these are the types of days that, that, that get a lot of the folks, get the juices flowing when you've got these types of big-time games on our televisions. I think three top 25 matchups, I think four, four top 25 matchups, excuse me, because A&M is uh, in the top 25. Four top 25 matchups tonight. Handful of unranked teams being the favorite over ranked teams. So we'll see if if that theory can continue to keep rolling. 29 and 13 ATS. We'll talk much more about the college basketball slate coming up in just a little bit. Bottom of the hour, uh, my good friend from the three-man weave, great college basketball handicapper, Jim Root, will join us. But I do want to keep the football conversation going on along here as uh, Dan Laberfeld uh, just joined us talking about the Jets, what their plans are. Obviously, it's pretty clear, right, what they plan to do with whining and dining Derek Carr, hoping to get Aaron Rodgers. Their number one goal right now is, or number one option, I should say, is is not Derek Carr. And and I said it yesterday, and I, I've said it on you know on Visa and Primetime last week. You know, for me, and and as you know, Dan alluded to it. Michael Lombardi's been talking about this as well. If I'm Derek Carr, why am I going to the Jets? All things being equal. Look, money is the the great separator, differentiator. He wants to get the most money, as he should. But if I'm Derek Carr, why do I want to stay in the AFC? A conference with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, maybe. Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Is Russell Wilson going to reemerge, get back to what he once was? Who knows? But Sean Payton going there certainly seems more likely. If I'm Derek Carr, do I want to go to the AFC East, play in the elements where his numbers, and Eric Eager uh, from Sumer Sports, maybe we'll get him on tomorrow, pointed out in the elements, Derek Carr's numbers, not great. What is the AFC East? Foxborough, Buffalo, New York, or New Jersey. Miami, hey, that's nice. But six out of those eight games are in the elements. Now look, I know, some of those games will be in September and October. That's not a big deal. But you're thinking about division games on the road, late season, inclement weather. Or you could go to the NFC South. The NFC South that seems completely wide open. You can go to New Orleans. Link back up with Dennis Allen. Someone you have a relationship with. From his time as the Raiders, old Raiders coach. Or for me, once again, all things being equal. I go to Carolina. A lot of young pieces there. Good run game. You bring in Frank Reich. You bring in Jim Caldwell on the offensive side of the ball, a young, exciting defense, a team that after they fired Matt Rule went 3-3 three and three and was actually vying for a playoff spot. I think Carolina makes a ton of sense. I think he would be embraced in Carolina as well by the fan base. If someone of the stature, I'm not saying Derek Carr's an elite quarterback, but someone of, of Derek Carr's stature hit the free agency, free agent market and said, I want to go to Carolina. I think the folks, the Panther fans down there, 
would wrap their arms around him, especially in the beginning. And then you're looking at a division, right? Who's the quarterback in Atlanta? Could it be Lamar Jackson? It's possible, but right now, it's Desmond Ritter. New Orleans, who's their quarterback? It might be Derek Carr. If it's not Derek Carr, is it Jameis Winston? Who else do they go out and get? And then Tampa Bay, they're in flux too. Just fired Byron Leftwich as their offensive coordinator. Todd Bowles, year number two is the head coach down there. Tom Brady retired. That division is completely up in the air. A year removed from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady going 8-9 and nine and winning the division. So if I'm Derek Carr, once again, money being put to the side because quarterbacks get paid no matter basically where they go, especially of the, uh, of the stature of Derek Carr, I'm going to New Orleans or I'm going to Carolina. I'm not going to the Jets. So then do the Jets land the big fish like Aaron Rodgers? Man, it's going to be fascinating to see. If they don't land Aaron Rodgers, what's plan C? They're not, they're not hoping for that. But what is plan C? Staying in the mid-Atlantic area, the NFC East, always highly talked about. Daniel Jones, switching agents. Reportedly, he's looking for somewhere in the ballpark of $45 million annually. Because remember... The Giants did not pick up his fifth-year option. And then he played well enough, and now he's going to want that money. What do the Giants decide to do with Daniel Jones? Look, that's what you do. That's, you put that out there. Of course you put that out there. What is Daniel Jones going to say? Yeah, you know, I want $20 million. No, he's going to put out that he wants top-of-the-market money. Then I saw this report, and <laughs> this is hilarious. Cowboys intrigued by C.J. Stroud. And they have the 26th pick. What, what are they putting together to move up from 26 to what? Five to get C.J. Stroud? I mean, there's a possibility, unlikely, but there's a possibility that after the draft process, C.J. Stroud could be the top quarterback selected. I'm not saying it's likely. Bryce Young is the favorite to go number one, to be the top quarterback selected. But when I saw this report, I had had to laugh. I'm like, cool. The Cowboys are intrigued with C.J. Stroud. I'm sure they're intrigued by Bryce Young too. Bryce Young might be number one on their board. You have the 26th overall pick. What are you going to do? You get to trade away the next four years first round picks to go up and get them? I mean, just think about the, the precedent of, of trading up from 26 to, what, four? Three? Might even have to get to one? I mean, this isn't Patrick Mahomes a la, what was that, 2018 when the Chiefs moved up from 27 to 10. If you go to 10, you ain't getting C.J. Stroud. If you go to 10, you might not get Anthony Richardson. He might be gone by then. And then you've got Washington, right? So Philadelphia, they're doing just fine. They've got some pieces to figure out. Obviously, they have to replace their offensive defensive coordinator, which is no easy task. I'm not saying that it is. But if you're Philadelphia, 
Your biggest off-season move is, let's make Jalen Hurts happy. Let's re-sign him to a big deal, and I think that'll ultimately get done. A couple other pieces, certainly, you know, up in the air. Is, is Kelsey going to retire? Is he going to play another year? There's, there's a lot of, of minor details. But then you look around that division, which is always interesting. The Dallas Cowboys are you know, going to put out <laughs> reports like they're intrigued with a top-five pick when they have the 26th overall selection in the draft. And then you've got Washington, right? They go out and they get Eric Bieniemy. He's going to be in charge of their offense. He's going to have the full reins, something he didn't have at Kansas City. Defensive-minded head coach and Ron Rivera. What does Washington do at quarterback? Do they really roll with Sam Howell after one start, 19 passes, 11 completions against the Dallas Cowboys team that looked completely uninterested in that Week 18 game? But there are pieces, man. There are intriguing pieces on that commander's offense. Ryan Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, first-round pick from a year ago. The NFC East is really intriguing come next season. Loaded college basketball slate. We break it down with Jim Root from the three-man weave next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Sports fans, as the football season ends, well, it's over now. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game tim murray sitting in for mitch and Polly here on follow the money breaking down uh, what is a pretty nice college basketball card as we are in the midst of a all-star break for the nba solid nhl slate tonight as well but uh, i am one who loves college basketball but maybe not as much as our next guest my good friend there in good old chicago getting up early for me this morning, Jim Root. You can follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Part of the Three Man Weave, which is always pumping out great content. Follow the Weave on Twitter at three mw underscore cbb. We were talking about it during the break, and since it is uh, the the early morning hours, and folks, you know, might just be uh, getting the dust out of their eyes wherever they may be across the country. Jim, looking back real quickly at TCU in Kansas, I don't have to relitigate. The loss, because unfortunately I was on TCU, but it was it was kind of an ugly game on both sides, right? Because yes, TCU struggled to finish at the rim, but Jalen Wilson was off, and you said you went and looked at some of the, kind of the advanced numbers, and folks who had the over in this game, they might be a little frustrated, maybe more than me on a side. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at shot qualities grading out of the game last night, they have it 82 to 81 TCU. So <laughs> both teams could not score. They got TCU expected to score 13 more points at the rim. Kansas expected to make three more three pointers. Uh, yeah, it was an ugly game that I don't think necessarily had to be based on the shots that the teams got. Just a lot of things did not go in. Seemed like there was a, a lid on the rim for both squads. And unfortunately, just a 
slightly tighter lid for TCU. Uh, that, that did not work out well for you and me. Look, I, real quickly, folks. The final score last night was 63 to 58. Shock quality said it was going to be it was supposed to be 82 to 81. And it was 63 to 58. Not pretty uh, at all. As uh, by the way, uh, TCU six of 23 uh, from inside the arc last night. That uh, not ideal if you want to uh, bring it on home. But uh, a good win for Kansas, though. You know, I think I saw it, Jim. Kansas, uh, under Bill Self, has been swept in conference a total of two times uh, under Bill Self. So uh, pretty darn impressive. Real quickly, just big picture on both of these teams. You know, we haven't had a back-to-back champion in college basketball since uh, the Billy D uh, squad uh, down there in Gainesville, what, 05 and 06 with Florida. Kansas, looking at how they play, uh, great second half against Baylor over the weekend, and then a grinder to win this game on the road at TCU. The pros and cons of this KU team trying to get back to the promised land for a second straight year. I, I think it's tough to rely on the breaks needed to win two in a row. And I thought last year they they got decent breaks with how the schedule broke, the the matchups that they had in the tournament. And, you know, this year's team, the fact that they have a star in Jalen Wilson is really helpful. I, I do think it matters to have a guy in the postseason that can be your bucket getter, kind of your bellwether every single night that is consistent, and then the role players can hopefully ebb and flow around him and still get victories. It, the problem with Kansas is a little what we saw last night. Uh, the offense can have issues. They don't really shoot the ball well from the perimeter. Uh, outside of Grady Dick, who's a fantastic shooter, everybody else is streaky, and, and that's a real problem. And their interior production isn't as strong. You know, last year down the stretch against North Carolina in the title game, we saw McCormick get him a couple buckets in the post, 1v1. They don't really have anyone that can do that this year. KJ Adams is a great, versatile, jack-of-all-trade defender, but he is not a 1v1 scorer, the type of guy that can get them a bucket. So I think there's going to be some offensive limitations and you know, caught up to them at one point this year when they lost three in a row, but uh, they've only lost five total and they lead the country by far in Q1 wins, Q1 plus Q2 wins. Uh, they've got a chance to do it. They're definitely in, like I would say, the top five candidates to win it again this year. Just, just to put this into perspective, Jim, Kansas and UNC played in the national championship last year. Kansas wins. Kansas is up two touchdowns on UNC in quad one wins. 14 to nothing. That is that is almost an impossible feat. Yeah, and UNC brought back four starters from that team. Kansas brought back one. I mean, it's like one and a half, two. Like, it's ridiculous that Bill Self keeps them at this level every single year, and UNC just falls back to where they were for the first three months of last season. Yeah, it is uh, It is starting to feel more and more like maybe UNC has just got hot at the right time and, uh, and made that run. We're talking to Jim Root. Uh, check out his uh, great work, Second Chance Points. That is his Twitter account, the three-man weave. Uh, love the work that those guys do at 3MW underscore MBB. We've got four top 25 matchups tonight, and we'll just kind of go in order here, Jim, uh, and get your thoughts. We got a top 15 matchup. Uh, stop me if you heard this before. In the Big 12, uh, Kansas State is uh, right now catching two at home against Baylor. Uh, Baylor maybe looking for that bounce back effort. Uh, seemed like Scott Drew's squad was hitting their groove and then uh, ran into a buzzsaw in Fog Allen uh, this weekend. So Baylor at Kansas State, we got a total of 145 and a half and uh, Baylor laying a short number here against number 14, Kansas State. This one was frustrating for me, uh, both from a side and total perspective, because of how far off of some of the analytic projections it is. 
Uh, Ken Palm's got it Kansas State minus one with a total of 151. And clearly the odds makers and, and the market have been content to put it somewhere else. Baylor favored on the road, a much lower total, which to me makes sense given the tempo that Baylor has played at in conference. They've really hit the brakes, uh, tried to keep opponents out of transition because that has been a, a big weakness of their defense. It matchup sense, look, Baylor wants to get a, a little bit of revenge. And we've seen some of these, these road flip-flops where one team won on the road in the first matchup. And then the, the opposite happened in the second one. We just saw it last night with uh, with TCU in Kansas. Baylor going to try to do the same thing. I like the way they are trending despite that second half against Kansas. Uh, the defense is getting a little bit better with JTT back in there. And I do think they have uh, arguably the best backcourt in the country. But man, Kansas State's a tough place to play. They are laying two. I'm, I'm a little uh, hesitant to lay that. I probably will end up off of that game because of the way the odds makers got that one uh, set up. Jim, when you look at Baylor, a team that won the title a couple years ago with uh, with great guard play and, and bullied Gonzaga in the national championship game, uh, you and I talked about it over the summer, and I think I think you joined me taking a little piece of Baylor in the futures market. When you look at the defense, the offense is, is clearly title caliber. Is the defense good enough? Can Scott Drew clean it up enough now with, you know, Chamo Chachua returning for them to be able to make a run in March? I hope so, because like you said, I, I took a piece <laughs> of the future as well. Uh, but when I watch them, there, there are some alarm bells that go off. Uh, one, one thing that I've constantly, or I started to say over the past few weeks, is I think they switch too easily. Uh, they they switch everything, and they don't really have the roster to do that. They're playing a lot of smallish guards between Flagler, Cryer. Uh, Langston Love's got a little more size to him. Kante George has more size, but teams can really exploit that. And even their their big guys, uh, other than JTT, are not versatile enough to guard uh, smaller, quicker players in space. Oja Nuno had issues with that. Uh, Flo Thamba has some issues with that. And so I think that gives team too easy of of mismatches to attack against them in the half court. I'd like to see them fight through screens more, especially in uh, you know getting guards on guards and, and not being able to to get out quicked on the perimeter. But we'll see. Scott Drew's a better coach than me, and I think he'll probably <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Jim Root joining us. He's going to hang out for a couple segments, so we'll get to every game of importance and, uh, of course, the always important extra games that Jim uh, that Jim always likes to check out. Even though I don't think any extra games on the card today. I, I, this is you're doing this to me this the, year. You're bringing me on with the no extra board, and I gotta, I gotta try Jim, to give you something in the main board. Jim thrives in the NEC and the Big South and those types of conferences. So we're we're gonna stick with the big boys here, though. Uh, real quickly before we hit a break, SEC showdown: Tennessee coming off the loss at Kentucky, Texas A&M. I know it's gonna hurt. Uh, impressive win over of your alma mater this weekend, and I went into a Bart Torvik, Jim, Texas A&M. Since the new year started, second best team in the country. So they're a short favorite at home against the Vols here. Uh, anything you like here in Aggies and Vols coming up tonight? Yeah, it's been a tale of two seasons for Texas A&M. Some of the, the bad losses they had in the non-conference. A home to Wofford. Yeah, and they were they just looked terrible in their, their non-conference MTE where they played Murray State and Colorado and got blown out by both of them. I think they've benefited a little bit from spots in league play where they've caught teams uh, maybe off a big win or uh, that, that aren't playing as well as they had been early in the season. And it's kind of the case again tonight. Tennessee has been struggling recently, uh, definitely had issues with the way Kentucky plays them to two uh, losses to the Wildcats head to head. And they had two buzzer beating losses earlier that maybe took some wind out of their sails. 
I'm kind of leaning towards Tennessee here, though. I just mm. think they're better. I'm not fully buying AM. We'll see, though. It's a, it's a good matchup. Will another unranked favorite at home take care of business? Jim Root going to hang out for one more segment. Breaking down Tuesday's loaded college basketball slate. It's follow the money. Tim Murray in for Mitch and Pauly right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, guess what? VSEN experts got you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSEN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today and sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Tim Murray sitting in for Mitch and Polly here on a Tuesday morning, getting you set for a loaded college basketball slate. And no one better to break it down than my good friend Jim Root from the Three Man Weave. Follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Follow the Three Man Weave on Twitter at 3MW underscore MBB. You know, I talked about this uh, all-important trend, Jim, earlier in the show. But I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up maybe a more profitable trend, which is fading Tulsa, three twenty-one and two against the spread are the mighty Golden Hurricane. So Jim Root, I ask you as I look at my handy dandy app right now to get the exact number. Tulsa is a one and a half point home underdog against East Carolina tonight. Do we continue to fade the Golden Hurricane? I'm going to. Uh, it's it's only getting worse for Tulsa. That's the problem. Like it's not like they've shown signs of life lately. The last five games, they've been without their starting point guard Anthony Pritchard, and they have lost by 11, 38, 44, 27, and 23. And you know some of that competition is solid. Uh, most of it better than East Carolina tonight. That's why the line is what it is. I just think there's been a, a bit of a quit factor with that team. They they realize that uh, they're limping to the finish line and shorthanded. I have no interest in backing Tulsa. I'm going to take the other side. I'll lay the minus one and a half with East Carolina, who just beat Cincinnati recently. Like they've actually shown some some signs of life late in the in the season here. I, I just am happy to fade Tulsa given the trend that they're on. All right, so that's a trend. Three twenty one and two. The more profitable than this trend that I'm going to mention, um, but I'll, I'll bring it up anyways because it has been fruitful. Last time we saw this situation, it was Maryland as an unranked team facing number three Purdue at home. They closed a favorite. They win and cover the number. So it is now 29 and 13 unranked home favorites against ranked teams. Let's go to Blacksburg, Virginia. Virginia Tech right now laying two against Miami. Uh, I faded Miami eight days ago. Boy, that was not fun. Uh, at UNC, they were a six-point underdog. Miami won that game outright. Miami's been rolling here. 
Virginia Tech, outside of a, a really bad spot, Jim, after the win over Virginia, they've been very strong at Castle Coliseum. I like both of these coaches, Laranega for Miami, Young for Virginia Tech. I'm going to ride with the Hokies here in this spot. You also get a little bit of revenge. Miami beat the Hokies earlier this season. But Miami's the real deal, man. Uh, and uh, certainly they're vying for some, you know, some seeding here with these games. How do you see tonight in Blacksburg playing out? Yeah, I wonder if there's some matchup issues for Virginia Tech. You know, that first matchup, Miami's uh, able to score on them. And I don't know how solid Virginia Tech is defending in space against dribble penetration. And that's you have to do a ton of it against Miami's backcourt. Pack and Wong can really get into gaps. Put a lot of stress on your defense if you can't keep them in front, both in ball screens and just in isolation situations. You mentioned that trend with the unranked home favorite. I've had a lot of tug of war in my brain over how much I want to put in that because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't put a reasoning to it. I, I can't say like, oh, the, you know, they're more motivated or I, I, I don't know, you know, when there's a trend like like Big Ten home court or we talked about Tulsa where I think they're just kind of, uh, you know, were never as good as they were. Uh, uh, valued at in the market. I, I can back that up, but with this this unranked home trend, it just to me is like, wow, I, I mean, ride it while it's working. I, I don't want to blindly ride it because I can't fully concrete back it. Um, I, I do lean Miami here, but I, I fear uh, the fact that, like you said, they are a ranked team on the road and that just hasn't gone well as an underdog. So I, I'm going to stay away from that one because I'm spooked. Well, and I, I do think it's just maybe the... It's not a an unranked versus ranked thing. You know, I know that's the trend that, that we've mentioned. It just, it might be the situation of, of the parody in college basketball this year, right? Where there is so many teams, Jim, and you can maybe speak to this better than I can outside of the top 25 that in the eyes of odds makers are valued right around the same. So when you add in that, that home court, which is so important, especially, you know, as you mentioned, the big 10, which we're going to get to here, Michigan state hosting Indiana in a minute. I think that's why you're seeing these situations come to the forefront it's not that oh you know here's an unranked team at home it's there's so many teams kind of tightly contested in the eyes of 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 power ratings and in odds makers minds yeah and you know some of the teams that are ending up unranked home favorites have been teams that have to this stage underperformed their analytical ranking on a win-loss basis and you know maybe that's why they're not ranked somebody like virginia tech has taken a bunch of losses but they had some blowout wins early in the year. They've had some really strong efforts. And so maybe that is what it is. Uh, in a way, it's um, regression to the mean for some of these teams that have not been winning some of the close games and have won a lot of the big games. So that I kind of buy. Now, I'm glad we were able to talk through that and and put an actual uh, reasoning to it that makes some sense to me as to why that trend has actually played up so well this year. Well, speaking of another one, Michigan State and, you know, I. We talked about this last night. Adam and I did on, on the college basketball betting podcast. Um, I don't. I don't know what to put into you know what what the atmosphere is going to be like. Uh, you know, following the tragedy last weekend on the campus of Michigan State. This is their first home game since uh, that all unfolded. Um, they went on the road this weekend. You know, second half kind of fell apart against Michigan. You know, Spartans at home laying three here against Indiana. Um, you know, another unranked team against uh, a ranked team in Indiana here. Um, how does this matchup play for for the Spartans, Jim, in your eyes? Because once again, another thing that I value is is that revenge spot and Michigan State lost by, you know, a Baker's dozen against Indiana earlier this season, too. 
Yeah, I, I think Michigan State has struggled with big-time interior scorers, and mm-hmm. we saw it huge down the stretch against Michigan where Terrace Reed just kind of beat them up, grabbed a bunch of offensive boards, uh, was able to finish against uh, smaller size inside, and Indiana can throw that at them with Race Thompson and TJD. So that could be the matchup issue, but I, I do think the environment's going to be uh, something to assess uh, with, with what happened. Tom Izzo had a very heartfelt, emotional press conference after that Michigan game where he's like, it was bigger than basketball. I asked my guys for 40 great minutes and they gave me 38 and I can't really fault them for that given what they were going through and, and everything that was uh, happening around campus and the fact that they had shut down practice. So that, you know, derailed them a little bit as well. Um, so I, I expect a pretty strong effort from them. And, you know, what home court, like we said, in the Big Ten has been a monster. 68 and 41 against the spread in league play this year. Uh, 62.5%. It's been even stronger over the last month, up to around 65%. So you take out some of those December games where maybe it wasn't as strong, you weren't into the doldrums of league play, where travel was just a a grind. I would have to lead towards Michigan State here. We saw Michigan do it at home against the Spartans over the weekend. Even if it's not in a wire-to-wire like most of the Maryland covers are, uh, you get get the home team, and and I think that that is going to be a fairly profitable situation. I like Numerically, if I if I just put this in a vacuum, I would take Indiana here. I think they're a better team on a neutral floor, and this line doesn't fully indicate that. Uh, but I'm riding that trend. I think it actually matters a lot in the Big Ten, and uh, Michigan State, I think, has found something with their backcourt and, and can get a big win here. Yeah, and Indiana's home road splits are are, <laughs> are are pretty telling how different they play you know, on the road as opposed to at Assembly Hall. Jim Root, kind enough to hang out with a couple segments with us here on Follow the Money. You can follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points, the three-man weave. Uh, they're putting out content each and every morning. Let's get to a couple games that you like uh, to wrap things up here. Uh, Georgia, not pretty this weekend. They, they ran into a mad Alabama team, and uh, apparently when Alabama gets mad, they drop a hundo spot on you because uh, that's happened now twice after losses and they dropped 108 on Georgia uh, but Georgia catching 13 and a half here on the road at Arkansas here tonight and uh, you're you're looking to uh as we saw last night Jim right Louisville covered Minnesota covered sometimes back in these ugly dogs is is the what you got to do yeah for for some reason I've kind of liked backing these teams when you lose by 40 or 50 as they did <laughs> It almost just depresses your value a little bit. You get an extra point or two on the line. So, yeah, I like Georgia getting the points here. Arkansas has – they did play a lot better this weekend, but that was a shorthanded Florida team that had just lost their best player. I I don't think the Gators really uh, were able to put up much of a fight there. Arkansas did start Nick Smith, the lottery talent. They had played him very minimally in the two games before. They actually let him go and and run against Florida. So that concerns me that they're actually going to trend up with him starting to play more. Uh, but I, I just like the spot for Georgia off that ridiculous loss. Uh, I think it's too many points for them in, in a conference game here. I think they're able to hang around on the road at Arkansas. Well, you hung around with us for two segments, which we appreciate, Jim. You're the man at Second Chance Points on Twitter. You know I'll be calling you soon. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, Tim. Thank you for having me. There he is, Jim Root. Follow him on Twitter and follow the three-man weave. Great sports betting college basketball content a must follow this time of year it's vsin the sports betting network the elevation with stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god together in this podcast we'll dive deep into scripture uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.